Welcome to Arranging Us with Carventa Collins, the show where Carventa breaks down ideas and views on women's topics in a demystified way. The key is to put things in a neat and suitable sequence to bring out the most satisfactory adjustments in women's lives. This show will enable listeners to affect change, create new awareness, and move right into action while keeping in mind the bigger picture of balancing family life, social life, and last but not least, spiritual life. Now, here's your host, your biopsychosocial life coach, Carvinta Collins. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and everything I share or expose is from a biblical perspective. When I speak on the spiritual forces, this, to me, is taking time to deal with the spiritual woman more than me focusing on the natural woman. I truly believe that if we cannot touch the spirit, then helping the flesh is ineffective because your spirit is what I am primarily concerned about. Now just a reminder, I am not diagnosing anyone in this session. I am not a doctor and this session is for informational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast is intended to substitute for treatment provided by a mental health professional. The purpose of my sessions is to assist women in making changes in their lives through supportive guidance. The information I offer is based on my life and work experience. Now, let's get to it. Before I jump right into how stress is seen from a biblical standpoint, I want to know, are you aware of how God sees stress? Do you pray and ask God for help when you find yourself in a stressful situation? Do you believe God cares about how you manage stress? We are going to explore and demystify stress in an informal way while considering one of the five interactive forces, the spiritual connection to how we should see stress. For the purposes of this podcast, I went to the search bar in Google and typed in how to handle stress biblically. And guess what? 995,000 results came up. Then I searched sermon on dealing with stress and about 6,420,000 results popped up. As I googled how to relieve stress, it returned almost about 1,470,000,000 results. If you don't believe me, search it yourself. You'll be amazed. As women, with our I just want to fix this or make it go away mentality, We too often treat the symptoms, but not the cause. We need to get to the root because in reality, it affects our whole person. Speaking on the whole person, this is why I need to break down the spiritual force when it comes to stress as well. And with it being so many voices in the world that are trying to help individuals on how to deal with stress, you would think that it is mentioned in the Bible constantly. With that said, with us getting to the meat of the matter, unfortunately, it is not mentioned often. Finding myself in the midst of a curious collection of why the word stress was not the majority of the Bible, I came across anxiety and worry. So while the Bible does not really talk about stress, 
it has a lot to say about worry and anxiety. And I would like to combine worry and stress for the sake of the biblical view of stress. Now, in a future five-week podcast cycle, I would like to break down anxiety. But for stress purposes, I will try to combine a little bit of the two so we can grasp the whole picture. Scripture tells us to hand over our cares to God and let them be known to Him. Why? Because stress is a fascinating aspect of human life. You stress, the one I spoke about in an earlier episode, can be motivating. But distress can be destructive. And I want to dig a little deeper into how we can see stress from a different perspective, looking at it from God's point of view and not our own. Speaking from observation as well as from scripture, we should not be anxious about anything, which is hard to do. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. This is one of my favorites when I go through hardships or stress because I really use this method called for six it. I will elaborate more on this later in my personal account segment. But back to the scripture at hand. When I see how Paul spoke to the church at Philippi, it comes off so natural and genuine because he went through stress himself and he knows firsthand how to handle it in a way that is healthy. If we really look into his track record, we can see that his advice to the saints is coming from the heart. It is easy for prosperous people, the ones who have nothing to trouble them, or ones who easy or naturally have a personality that can handle stress in a healthy way, to give advice to suffering hearts or low-spirited people out there. And sometimes this can generally be futile as they are easy. So really tapping into Paul and what he was stressing to the church, no pun intended, and how to handle stress comes off really powerful to me. This can seem like an unreachable idea that Paul puts forward in this scripture, but it is not a waste of breath or writing. Personally, I don't see it as not being able to feel the emotion. Paul is just reminding us about God's nearness and follows with the appeal that we should not be anxious or highly stressed out if we follow him. It is not within our human capacity to change the death of a loved one, a miscarriage, a cancer diagnosis, a job layoff, or any other event beyond our control. Coping with unchangeable stressors begins with what Paul urges, prayer and thanksgiving. We must be able to reach a point of surrendering it to God and becoming more dependent on Him. Some of us probably haven't even heard this perspective before. And I empathize because I was once in your shoes. But I soon found out that if I gave God a chance and became patient in his time, not mine, he will work all things out for my good, even when I don't agree with what the good he's trying to give me. I know he was at work bringing about his best solution even when I couldn't see it. I'm sorry, y'all, I'm getting emotional because I just, I just remember a time of not having him. And now I look back and I'm just, 
I'm so in all of him and his ways. So forgive me. Okay. Um, okay. It comes down to one question. Do we have faith that God will work this circumstance out for his purpose? This question could have you frequently bathed in tears as it had me. But when I accepted that I could not change the situation, even though it was difficult, I felt that God could do anything and choosing to trust him allowed me to release control of the situation and surrendered it to him. We need to be able to recognize when a situation is outside of our control and what we can do. Peter offered similar advice written in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 through 7, that we should humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all of your anxiety upon him because he cares for you so casting is praying if we don't pray about everything we will be worried about most things simple as that now I dare to say that most of us have challenges praying about everything So I would say we can keep this supernatural command by learning to lean on the indwelling spirit's supernatural power. If you try not to be stressed and worry all the time about your own natural strength, you will experience futility and may drift into legalism. Even Jesus, in short, spoke on this as well. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, he said, Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I don't even have to explain that one. This passage is so clear as day. Y'all, I know it's hard. But we have to ensure that we do not lean into our understanding of stress. God doesn't just tell you not to be anxious. He tells us what to do. His instruction is hard but easy all at the same time. Because he just gives you an invite. Just an invite. So the action he would like for us to do is just to come just come that is simple right but how many of us do it the scripture Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 tells us to come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Well, how light, God? I know that's what some may be thinking, right? (laughs) I just say you have, you just have nothing to lose if you try and find out for yourself. Now, you know my memo. I believe we are all different. So you may have to come to him in your unique way. Only you know what you have to do to take that invitation. Here is another invitation that scripture offers. It says, cast your cares upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Mm. I found that in Psalms 55 verse 22. Knowing that we are frail and have limits, I think it is wise 
to allow the God of the universe to bear our loads for us, especially when they are beyond our control. We need to pray and transfer the concern from ourselves into the capable hands of the creator of all things, the creator of the universe, our El Shaddai, because he can sustain us, y'all. Sometimes I try to see my stress as an opportunity to depend on God the way he intended me to. I think I'm talking about me a little bit too much for me not to be in my personal account segment. So here it is. And now it's time for Carventa's personal account rundowns, where personal stories are humbly shared. Now, arrangers, sit back, relax, and let's begin. Well, here is part of the show where I sometimes share a personal story of mine or someone else's. I can even sometimes rant about the topic I am speaking on. Okay, I must say that when I'm stressed out over things, I go home and iron my clothes. It's a great way to let off steam, don't you think? (laughs) Man. Be getting y'all every week. <laughs> Shout out to the internet with all the jokes. <laughs> be cracking me up. <laughs> I have a blast reading all those jokes. Oh man, I got y'all. Y'all thought I was serious talking about my stress and I'm stressing out over things. <laughs> I got y'all that time. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Ah, that's so funny. It's good to laugh. It's good to smile. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, back to me. Just because I started following Jesus did not mean I would not have to deal with stress. I remember that I used to stress about stress before there was even stress to stress about. I'm going to say that again. I remember that I used to stress about stress before there was even stress to stress about. If you had known me almost seven years ago, you might not even have recognized me. And you probably would not have believed that I could speak about stress the way I am. The truth is that stress was a huge deal for me. And I did not and could not get a grip on how it ran me in the dirt. Now, today... I can handle certain stressors better than others. But I make sure that I use my uniqueness to find methods and strategies that benefit me with every unique situation. I sometimes go to my social support groups and I sometimes just cry it out and pray immediately. Other times, it takes me a while to go to God because For some reason, I tend to subconsciously try to handle it on my own. And then when I can't, yep, you guessed it, I go to God. This is backward. So that is why I am telling you today to go to him first. Please go to him first. I am not telling you to do something I have not tried to master myself. We can do this together. This journey is not for the faint of heart. And believe me, I know I would need someone to remind me of this if stress comes my way again. Who knows? Maybe you will email me or leave a message for me on Patreon and encourage me to use my own advice and force it out. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay, I forgot. I was supposed to tell you guys four six it right. Okay. Um Yeah, so the method of four sixing it out is really, really good. So okay, so when I was writing my book called Surviving Scars Successfully, I remember writing that Dr. Verhulst 
discussed how he loves how God not only tells us what not to do, but also what to do. In his book called 10 Keys That Cure, Bible Truths for Better Health Today, on pages 29 and 30, he talked about the scripture I mentioned before. Um, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Now, it's a different translation, so bear with me. I'm going to reread it again because you might be driving or something and might not be able to look it up. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This forsaken idea mushroomed so quickly in my life. In fact, that his growth is nearly impossible to speak on well here. So in my book, I tell you how Dr. Verhulst gives impeccable instructions. He says to put your hands out in front of you, palms up, visualize all your worries, all the stuff in your life, all the junk, all you are praying about and all you forgot to pray about in a pile in your hands. Toss everything in there. On the count of three, lift both hands toward heaven, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Ready? One, two, three. Offer your cares to God and don't put your hands down until you're sure they are empty. Believe in his perfect will in all your circumstances. And don't bring that pile of cares back to this earth again. Leave them at his feet where they belong. I am telling you, this simple method, just putting your palms out, visualizing all of your stress and lifting it up to heaven and casting it onto the Lord is amazing. I just hope it can help you. Now let's move on because this personal account is special. After all, I am going to dig into accounts from the Bible. Now, let me just say, that in the last episode, I received permission to use my friend's account. However, I could not get permission for these accounts, but others have shared their accounts. And since these individuals are from the Bible, I pray that the way I use their personal stories can be relatable or transformative to us. The craziest part is that after reading their stories again, and again, finding how their stress affected them or how they handled stress, I realized that they did not have 995,000 or 6,420,000, nope, not even 1,470,000,000 voices to follow. They had the simplest way, and that was God, using methods uniquely for them and their circumstances. Now, while I am sharing their stories, think about if they had either eustress, distress, or both. Did they have social support or social strain? They found themselves in stressful situations, and many times they were in situations they could not control. So let's see who took that invitation, what we spoke about earlier, 
and see who fostered dependence on God in stressful times. Now Job went through some stress and saying he went through stress is an understatement. According to the Bible, Job was upright and unwavering in his commitment to God, but he lost everything that made his life comfortable, valuable, and purposeful, which caused suffering for him. I know for me, wondering, pleading, asking for explanations, and seeking God's help to understand why this happened would have crossed my mind more than once. And I know I would have had painful moans or frustrated screams because of my losses. But Job's story exemplifies our struggle to understand how stressful situations beyond our control are experienced because God lets us experience them. Even Job was trying to find out. He had friends who sat with him for a while without speaking, just being there. And their advice was heard after some time. But now Job wrestled and wrestled with God's silence, which could have brought on more stress, to be honest. I encourage you to read the whole story because it breaks down stress, the suffering, and unwanted events in an unimaginable way. He spoke and pleaded with God, became completely dependent on God, and surrendered in a way that can teach all of us how especially when we go through stressful situations. I cannot fully speak on everybody's accounts, but I am trying my best to give you a summary that piques your interest in reading all their stories in your own free time. With that being the case, let's move on. Let's talk about Abraham. Can you imagine the stress that Abraham felt climbing a mountain to sacrifice his son Isaac? in obedience to God, whew. I would think this, uh, yeah, I think this would cause stress and worry. This is what I would call the ultimate stress test. Now, we know Abraham was being tested, but he did what God asked him to do. His faith was bigger than his stress. Mm. Mm. I am going to say that again. Let's let that one sink in a bit. His faith was bigger than his stress. And he was able to experience God in a unique way. So let us just let us just be reminded that when we go through stressful events, are we letting our faith be bigger than our stress? Let's talk about David. Let's talk about what he went through and the stress that he faced battling both externally and internally, like going to war, battling his sinful nature, and trying to stay closer to God. David experienced eustress in handling his new position from the king before he became king, but dealt with distress as well. He poured his heart out to God and made himself known as a man who depends on God's grace, mercy, forgiveness, and love. And this is what kept his stress being cast upon the Lord. In the words of King David, Psalms 142 verses 1 through 2, With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. Did you hear that? He tells his trouble before him. Man, if we could just take these short verses and keep them in our purses and pull them out, Anytime we face challenges or stress, it could really benefit us. I wish I had time to really dive into David's story, but for the sake of time, I'll move on. Okay. 
Let's tap into Moses' stress. When I read his story, it seemed to me that his stress was with other people and their behavior. By being a leader, he seemed to be carrying the burden that kept the stress coming. It seems that Moses' stress became heavy and he failed to trust God enough to honor him wholly and disobeyed a direct command from God. God had commanded Moses to speak to the rock. Instead, Moses struck the rock with his staff. This actually cost him seeing the promised land. Mm. Yeah, his stress took over. So, okay, so Daniel is another individual who experienced eustress and distress. First, he was accepted by the king of Babylon and then thrown into the lion's den. Without his sincere prayer, he could have died, but he prayed when he was under stress in a stressful situation. I heard some psychologists call Daniel's stress as terminal stress. Now Joseph, man, Joseph, he was betrayed by his brothers. He was sold, blamed, and punished for something that he did not even do and was even sentenced to jail. This great trouble was definitely distress. And if we were placed in his situation, we would have struggled with stress tremendously. I believe Joseph faced a form of acute stress, if you ask me. But he did experience eustress when he became second in command and was motivated to help the people around him. But one thing I know is that Joseph relied on God during the distress and eustress times. And I think we can really learn how to deal with challenges if we really read Joseph's story in a humbled way. Man, there are so many individuals I can tap into, like Elijah and Paul, but the one I want to end with is Esther. Because as women, I think we can relate to her story a little bit better. Her submissiveness, sacrifices, and boldness came together to save her fellow Jews as she was determined to put her life at risk. Women, can we relate? I can't even imagine her stress levels, but her emotional maturity outshines it all. We must make sure that our balance, submissiveness, sacrifices, and boldness blend together to bring out the best in ourselves, others, and the image God wants us to have. Now, I know that I have different people listening to this podcast, and some might not be familiar with these individuals in the Bible. I humbly ask you to take some time to open your heart and find the wisdom in these stories about stress and how they all experienced it. We are no different, and stress is here to stay. Now, the question is, How can we combat its negative effect? I don't believe that we need to make stress our friend, but we need to know where to send it. Send it to God. He invited you to bring it to Him. Remember, it was said for us to just come. Just come. By listening to all of these personal accounts, I hope you will be able to acknowledge all the stresses these individuals experienced in the Bible. I discovered or concluded that faith and following God is not about having lesser levels of stress or not having stressful events happen to you. It's just not realistic or achieving success in life, but about how we should put our trust and belief in God in the midst of these situations. I also would like to share other scriptures that could become your favorite, like John chapter 14, verse 27, which says, 
peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This is great to meditate on because it tells me that all of the strategies and methods to relieve stress are great but temporary. But when you tap into the work of the Holy Spirit, it can be a great experience that you can greatly benefit from. Also, when I run down these scriptures, please remember that we all have our own paths to walk and we are all on different journeys. Sometimes when we speak on God and scripture, everyone think it applies to them. But the first thing you have to do is become one of his sheep that hears his voice. Rather that is a sheep that is just born in the midst of being raised, lost sheep, or even if you are a black sheep feeling worthless to other people, your family, or your group. We all need to make sure we hear his voice. I just wanted to put that out there because we often tell people that God will do this and that and they are let down. After all, they feel he did not come through for them. But we never tell them that sometimes we can get in our own way and ignore his commands, his voice, and his purposes for us. So again, just make sure you read all of John and know the background, history, the author, find some really good commentaries, and most of all, ask God to give you wisdom when reading these scriptures. Now back to the scriptures. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Matthew chapter 6 verse 34 Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble Now I mentioned that verse before but it's just so good I had to say it again Now that I have given you a personal account and individuals in the Bible accounts with scriptures, I just want to simply say that I found out that simplicity is free and duplicity is bondage. These individuals in the Bible made it simple. Ultimately, going to God is simple. That's the answer. Simplicity brings joy and balance. And duplicity can sometimes bring anxiety and fear. Please try to find freedom in simple stress reliever strategies. As a matter of fact, I will share with you one of the simple stress relievers I created so I could use muscle relaxation training with a godly focus. This could really help you guys, okay? Um... I have to remember it though. Even though I do it often, I still forgot how to do it. Hmm. Give me a moment while I look for it. And while I'm looking, let me just say that I probably will not do a news clip in this session due to this relaxation training segment. So hopefully you are in a comfortable spot. I know I wrote it down, so give me just a moment. <clears throat> And also, please do not try this in spaces or places that are not suitable, like during class or driving. And if you are doing something that can hinder your focus by having any distractions, then replay this part of the episode and do it when you can find yourself in a more fitting environment. Again, please do not try this while you're driving. I'm ready. You guys ready? You ready to do this relaxation training with the godly focus with me? All right, let's go. I was hoping you could take some full, slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. 
the word of God to come as if you are watching them floating down a stream and guide your attention back to your slow and easy breathing. Repeat after me in your head. God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress, and a present support in times of trouble. Again, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress, and a present support in times of trouble. One more time, while still easy breathing. God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress, and a present support in times of trouble. When you are ready, breathe in and make a tight fist. Hold and focus on what that tension feels like to you while repeating in your head, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Now breathe out and release all the tension in your fist. Let your hand become nice and loose. Next, slowly breathe in and bring both of your forearms up to your shoulders and tighten your upper arms. Hold now and repeat in your head again, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Now breathe out and release, putting your arms down. Now take a long breath in and raise your eyebrows as high as they will go. Hold and repeat in your head, God is my refuge and strength my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Now breathe out and release while letting relaxation smooth across your forehead. Next, squeeze your eyes tightly shut and make a tight smile. Notice how that tension feels while repeating in your head, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Now breathe out and release, relaxing your eyes and cheeks. Now slowly open your mouth wide and hold it while repeating in your head again, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Breathe out and release. Notice what that feels like to you. Next, slowly and carefully pull your head back looking at the ceiling or sky, hold and repeat in your head, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Breathe out and slowly return your head to whatever position is most comfortable. Think about how that relaxation feels to you. Now push your shoulders up towards your ears. 
and hold. Hold them for a moment while repeating in your head, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Now breathe out and release. Let all of the tightness flow entirely off your shoulders. Now push your shoulder blades back, trying almost to touch them together. Hold that tension and repeat in your head. God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Now breathe out and let your shoulders and chest relax all at once. Now, let your stomach and chest expand all the way like a balloon filling with air. Now hold and repeat in your head, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Now, slowly breathe out, releasing all the tension from your stomach and chest. Next, tighten your thighs so that you are pushing yourself up a bit out of your seat and hold, repeating in your head, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Now exhale and release, noting what it feels like in your upper legs. Now slowly and carefully pull the toes on both feet up toward your shin, stretching your calf muscle. Hold and repeat in your head, God is my refuge and strength my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Exhale and release. Now curl the toes on both feet downwards and hold while repeating, God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. Exhale and release and think about what that feels like. For the next few moments, take some slow, easy breaths and notice what your body feels like physically and how your mind feels after meditating on the Word of God. Ah, yes, we did it. Enjoy the success you have had in being able to relax your body physically and your mind mentally. Also, celebrate that you now probably can repeat without looking up the scripture, Psalms 46 verse 1. God is my refuge and strength, my help in distress and a present support in times of trouble. It might be a little different depending on what translation you like, but congrats on adding or learning a scripture in the Bible. Let's give each other a hand clap, guys. Oh. Now I just want us to leave with an understanding of how we see stress from a biblical perspective. So our primary goal is handling life's stressors is to learn how to depend upon God and please Him. Not simply to get rid of stress, but to give Him our stresses. As we learn to depend on God, our soul will be quietly peaceful like a weaned child resting against its mother. Another benefit is that Unbelievers will marvel at God's peace in the believer's life, which surpasses their understanding 
and they may ask to learn more. Ladies, overall, I pray that we can learn to become more aware of God and His ways more when we go through stressful times. First, please, please, please trust that God controls all stress in your life. He is giving you opportunity after opportunity to be transformed and become more closer to Him and be more like Him. Then I would like you to challenge yourself to forsake it and pull it out anytime you feel your stress is overwhelming. Whether it is distress or you stress, try to forsake it. That comes from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Also, repent. For those who do not know what repentance is, it is to feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin and change their way for the better. So please repent of self-willed efforts to change circumstances beyond your control. Sometimes that pride... Remember, I talked about pride in a previous episode on how it is cancerous to the soul. Yes, it can get you all caught up in seeking to do things or change things that God can only do. Like ensuring that our children turn out to be right or live perfectly. Or like trying to convert your husband who does not believe in the Lord like you do. Or wanting everyone to live, serve, and worship the Lord like you do. An excellent scripture for this would be Psalms 131 verse 1, expressing, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or things too high for me. Wow. I just love the word. This stuff makes me excited. You see... Man, using the word, seeking daily accountability and responding to stress are so powerful that I see this as the ultimate social support and the greatest resources that we have. And when you find counsel like a Christian therapist or a Christian life coach that helps you understand the spirit man and just not be focused on the natural man, It can do wonders. Believe me, seeking wise biblical counseling in the areas of your stress and stressful situations is vital. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 9 declares, Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. (sighs) Man, it also tells us in Proverbs chapter 12 verse 15 that the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man, a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20 through 21. Listen to advice and accept instruction. Man, that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. See, the Bible is amazing. It's like a maze you would like to keep exploring. You can't make it to the end without corners, turns, instructions, and different paths taken just to... Man, I'm telling you, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm getting all hyped up and I just need to calm back down. The word is amazing, y'all. And I hope you see God and his word out because the joy I am feeling right now telling you this 
is a feeling that I can't even describe. It just makes me feel like we are not alone. That is our joint protection right there. The word instructs us, guides us. It is telling us right there to seek godly counsel. And this is why I wanted to do this, y'all. I love coaching as I am coached myself. I will not tell you to do something that I am not trying to do. Matter of fact, yesterday, I got help. I got help yesterday. I went to my Christian therapist and he helped me. I am telling you, I seek out godly counsel. That's why I went to a Christian university for my undergrad and started my graduate program at a Christian university. Not to mention my Christian therapist. It's just amazing. And I am so appreciative. I'm so appreciative, man. I just love this stuff. I just love coaching. Wow, this is my favorite one. It's just the spiritual force really gets to me, guys. Okay, so last but not least, what I want you guys to do is pray. Pray, 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 and thank God for his good purposes in trials and tribulations. James chapter 1 verse 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I think this is a great way to end the session. Considering it pure joy when I go through stress is a whole nother level that I myself is not ready for. But I am on my way and I will be praying and asking God to release the joy in me to understand the purpose of my stress and how I can see it in the way he does. I'm just so emotional right now. I'm about to go pray, so I I just need to go. I, I need to just pray. And hopefully you find some time to pray about your stress as well. So let me let me close this out because I'm just overwhelmed and I'm having this great urge to just go talk to God. Okay, so at this time, I would like to thank my family and friends and all the women who encourage me every day to be simply me and not overcomplicate who I am. If you like how I broke down stress from a biblical perspective, please stay tuned for the next episode discussing how depending on your age, you will see that you handle stress differently. I know that when I was in my 20s, the way I handle stress was much different than how I handle it now. And I believe I will handle stress differently when I get a little older. So please become an arranger today. This podcast is growing out of hard work and created with love. You are so much appreciated and I will see you in the next session. Thank you for listening to Arranging Us with Carvinta Collins. By choosing to spend a portion of your limited time today with your ears and brain space, we hope this session has been beneficial and fruitful. Come back often, and we will appreciate it if you subscribe, share with others, post about it on social media, and rate and review. Please support us on patreon.com forward slash arranging us, or donate on Cash App using cash.app 
forward slash dollar sign arranging us. And most importantly, visit Carvinta Collins Life Coaching website to book an individual session on a budget at survivingscarsuccessfully.com. Again, the website is survivingscarsuccessfully.com to find extra resources and more products. It's very much appreciated. We humbly thank you for listening and remember to detect, check, affect, and accept what's going on in your life. Have a blessed rest of your day.